Hi, welcome to my creativity. a podcast about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects and my process, well, my creativity. From planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Now each week I go over my goals that I set for myself last week and at the end of the episode I provide some new goals. This is how I stay accountable. So today, this is January, and I'm going to go over my January goals. I'm going to post my blogs. I'm going to update my social media. I'm going to snip my blogs into social media posts. And I'm going to continue writing the first draft of how to write a novel. That's uh, fairly self-explanatory, really. So last week's goals, format and post first blog. Man, I totally forgot I was doing that. I got so carried away doing my first draft of this uh, new book I'm writing that I completely forgot. So I'm going to have to prioritize that for next week. Same with the scheduling and I did write a lot of the first draft, about 7,000 words. I said I was going to run five kilometers. Well, it turns out on Thursday I went skateboarding. This is a relatively recent hobby of mine taken up because my wife has rekindled her youthful vigor for skateboarding and has gotten stuck into it and so well it it's a way of me hanging out with her because we're friends unfortunately however i freaked out during a particular uh trick you might call it and i jumped off my board and landed awkwardly on my left leg and pulled my gluteus maximus i, I pulled my butt muscle so I didn't run the five kilometers. I did, however, go for a bike ride with my kids today. So that was nice. Enough of that, though. I'm going to have to prioritize running, getting back into it after Christmas. So far, so good. Now, I wanted to, since I've been doing a lot of this how to write a novel business, I figured I would talk a little bit about novel writing and how, because I'm, I'm presenting this not as the definitive way to write a novel, but rather the way that I developed to overcome the problems that I have discovered in novel writing. And you could uh, generalize these problems and the solutions to larger parts of your life, your creativity. But in particular, I want to talk about the idea. So all great novels, I start with an idea, obviously. The idea needs a few things to work. It needs to be big enough for a novel. And I would argue that any idea is big enough for a novel, but not every idea makes you want to write a novel. The first step in the process is to come up with your idea. Make sure you can sustain it through a full novel's length of writing. I'll start by addressing the elephant in the room. Henry, come over here. No, his name's not Henry. 
It's the concern everyone starts with when they're trying to come up with their story. Bum, bum, bum. It's all been done before. If I got a dollar every time I saw a post or a tweet where a newly birthed author wrings their hands in concern over the lack of truly new stories, I'd probably have like $5. No, I'd, I'd have a lot of money. I wouldn't have to write this book. So if you end up reading my book, How to Write a Novel, you will probably have had that concern. And if you haven't, you will. Not because I'm going to induce it in you, but rather it's inevitable. So look, I'll dispel the gloom that uh, overtakes the concerned writer's mind before it claims another victim. There are only seven basic stories, or there are only three, or 20 whatever. It's always some number, depends on who you ask. But the point remains that in the history of mankind, we've told so many stories that inevitably many begin sounding the same. What if I told you there were only seven notes and five semitones that make up all music? Have we run out of music? So I've got three ways that the apparently limited number of stories and ideas means nothing. So get ready to take some notes on these, I think, because if you've ever thought that maybe your ideas aren't original, or maybe that there's nothing you can write because you start writing something, you go, oh, this just sounds like a ripoff of X, Y, Z. You're probably correct. In some ways. In other ways, you'd be utterly incorrect. And so here's three ways in which you'd be utterly incorrect. The first one is I call the wedding magazine effect. Although I can't take full credit for this. My dad sort of introduced me to this concept. Uh, I've just expanded on it here. So imagine, if you will, that you are a writer for a wedding magazine. You must come up with articles about weddings, marriage, and the associated planning and social aspects. Every month, you produce a magazine with one major long-form piece and anywhere up to 20 shorter articles. How many times can you write about the big day? This problem is faced by every wedding magazine editor, but they manage to run magazines that presumably make enough money to warrant their existence. People usually have just one wedding where they all get excited about wedding magazines and read the articles while dreaming of their big day. The trick is... Every day, new people reach an age or time in their life when they start thinking of marriage. Every year, a new cohort of readers pick up the wedding magazine and read everything they can. From this point of view, you can see the writer and editor of this magazine only need to come up with, I know, at most 12 major articles. Or maybe even just 11, because one will always be the Christmas wedding special. So the wedding magazine effect, the continuous cycling of new readers, who have yet to experience a story, works for all forms of writing. Sure, Twilight was big for you, but your children won't give two hoots about it and may never hear of it. If someone wrote another story about a vampire and his mortal lover and werewolf rival now, I can guarantee there'll be a market for it. Your idea might be old in your eyes, but to the fresh mind of a teen coming of age, it will be the greatest and most original story ever. The second way in which you needn't worry about every story having been done, or there being a finite number of them. Everybody learns differently. And I do want to uh, sort of parenthesize that with, technically everyone learns exactly the same way. It's our brain chemistry. But rather, people pay attention to things differently and have a different weight on things. That's what I mean by learns differently. So have you ever watched a film and having loved it, 
You went online to read the reviews only to find they all hated it. So you go and you, you scratch your head and you read the reviews and discover they seem to be talking about a different movie. The movie they're talking about sucks. Not like the one you saw. The truth is that everyone views the world and reads books through a different lens. Some people connect with brooding characters who, when faced with bright sunlight, see only the shadows cast by the flowers. Others marvel at the way the stars twinkle on the very darkest of nights. The same story read by two different people will be different. In fact, one of uh, the my favourite ideation tools is retelling. The third reason you needn't worry about every story being done no one has done it quite like you speaking of retelling how many times has cinderella been told or romeo and juliet if you wrote that story even if you tried to keep it as much like the famous disney movie as possible you'd do it differently there's no way you could use an idea that has been done before and come up with the same story you are unique and your views and values shine through in your voice. Any story you tell will be different because of how you tell it. Don't be afraid that you can't come up with something original. I'd be more concerned if your idea had never been done before, if only because you almost certainly wouldn't be able to write it in an entertaining way. If your unique idea could be written well, it will have already been done so. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the comforting thought that if your idea has been done before, then it's an idea that works well. And that's usually the sort of advice that people end up receiving on the various forums and social media and so forth that they might ask this question about my my story seems to be just the same as someone else's and you can go too far of course it's quite quite possible that you could just write fan fiction where you are using their characters and repeating storylines already existing in that universe and that's a fine way of learning and and enjoying a a series in fact i think 50 shades of gray started off as twilight fan fiction and i'm not going to defend the literary quality of 50 shades of gray but i will staunchly stand behind its commercial success a lot of people enjoyed that book even though it started out as fan fiction of twilight but it got changed and it was told differently. And as I said, if you have come up with a truly unique story, it's probably too bizarre to be entertaining. Or you simply haven't looked around enough to find the source, you know, the original telling or an earlier telling of that story. In fact, I have purposefully gone looking for stories that are similar to ones that I've read before because I wanted more of that. For example, I read when I was in high school, I read David Eddings, The Belgariad. I don't know if any of you have read that story, but it's it's a very 
it's a cozy epic fantasy, I guess is the way you might call it. It has all of the classic hero's journey elements to it. It might as well be a a clone of Star Wars set in an epic fantasy universe. You could say it's a bit Lord of the Ringsy. It's got this farm boy who could have been a hobbit, I suppose, or could have lived on Tatooine, meets uh, an old uh, mentor or a wizard or a Jedi, however you want to look at this, and grows up to discover that his family relations, which were previously in the dark, turn out to be important to the destiny of the world, the universe, the galaxy, whatever you want to call it, and so on. But I really enjoyed this David Eddings series. There's five books, and when I finished it, I felt I felt lost and hollow, and I wanted more. Fortunately, David Eddings wrote a sequel series set in the same universe, in the same characters, and many of the same things turned up and continued, and it was marvelous. He then wrote another series called The Diamond Throne, I think it was. The, it's a story about this knight called Sparrowhawk. And it was a bit different, but not a lot different. You could still see echoes. And you could then look at authors like uh, Tom Clancy. How many times has he written the same story? I reckon he's probably written the same story most of the times he's written his stories. Clive Cussler is another one. Very prolific. He's probably... Yeah, has different characters, uh, not different characters, the same character as Dirk, whatever his name is. But it's always the same setup. It's the same sort of process. He's got maybe three or four stories that he cycles through. He changes the historical events involved and maybe some of the political situation, but otherwise it's the same thing over and over. And people love it. I loved it. Uh, I've read many of his books. So feel free. To write something that's been done before, just make it your own and it will work out. That's what I tell myself. Actually, I'm really looking forward to moving on to new writing projects after this How to Write a Novel. I'm specifically going to do a retelling of a famous story. I haven't decided exactly which story that's going to be. It's going to be a retelling and I will be following this um, how to write a novel process that I'm I'm formalizing and then uh, in these podcasts I will of course update about how I'm going and how I'm using this uh, how to write a novel so hopefully it's actually useful for people and that's that next week's goals so I'm pulling last week's goals into next week a bit because I just I think Christmas made me slack in my uh, maintaining my goals. So my first blog post is going to happen. I'm going to schedule some Twitter and Facebook support of that blog. Continue writing my first draft. I'm hoping to get up to 10,000 or so words. I figure the total size that's going to be about 60,000 or so. But then it's, mm, you know what? It's going to be a little bit complicated because it's more of a textbook. So I need to have sidebars and I need to have diagrams, uh, tables and figures. There's 
there's a section there about how to plan out for the length of your story and you you need to get your, your length of your story from your genre. So for example, you might say an epic fantasy wants to be a hundred thousand words. And then how does that break down to being, you know, the ending, the start, the middle, where should the um, you know, dramatic question be asked? Where should be the midpoint? Uh, at what how far in should you introduce uh, a B sub storyline and these other sort of things? So all of that's going to want to have a like some tables and figures and so forth. So it's looking to be quite. I think this is going to be a slightly bigger project than I initially thought. If I'm going to write something of use, and next weekend I will run my five kilometers. I think I went for a swim in the ocean yesterday. Nice cold water and seem to fix my leg up quite nicely so we'll see how i go until then stay creative and if you want to get in touch gravityundone.net or at gravityundone on twitter or facebook or you can email me sorry at gravityundone.net there's also a discord channel which is called gravity undone just to be super creative and I'll speak later